Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm the host of it, Jeff. You know what the show's about. Here's what's about to happen to you. You're going to sit there at your job with your headphones in, and then a friend of mine who I've brought on the show is going to describe to you a short horror story, and then another- You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm not tell- I, You've already agreed to it. I don't have to tell you what to do. Um, and then another friend and I will talk about that story, probably diverting into discussions of things such as anime or Pokemon or the Nintendo Switch. Um, I know about those things. Yes, everyone does now because I keep talking oh. about them on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it is also possible that we could get into serious literary discussion about, uh, for example, the responsibility of authors to accurately represent the types of people that they include in their stories, as we did last week. Uh, <laughs> that or to maybe even uh, ask uh, those people yeah. any questions be at like, all before writing them. Hello, um, <laughs> a woman. Could you read this and tell me if it makes your stomach upset by how I'm yeah. describing you in it? <laughs> if, if it does, I will change it. Thank you. Bye. Uh, a fant- a f- you're describing a fantasy land. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. I'm, uh, I've any... <laughs> The unfortunate thing is anyone who would go out of their way to make sure to ask uh, different types of people if they are being correctly represented in the story probably are already doing a good job, and the people who aren't asking are the ones who yep. should be. Um, let's get into the story. My two guests, please welcome them back onto the show, are Phil Corso. Hello, it is me. I am here. Um, sorry. In addition to him, <laughs> there is also Nick Wood. That's me! And the story we're talking about has my name in it. It's called Jeff Went Left. It's from r slash short scary stories by poster I post at midnight, whose flair on this subreddit is it's always midnight. Ooh, <laughs> so they are always posting. Yeah, they have 1,965 post karma, 7,468 comment karma, and they're the moderator of three subreddits, r slash the assembly, r slash crumbs in the dark, r slash CITD, which I assume is just an alternative uh, one for crumbs in the dark, whatever that is. Phil, please- Now I need to know. Please tell Sorry, us about I'm Jeff Wendell. Yeah, go ahead. Um, in, well, in lieu of telling you about it, I'm literally- Literally going to read it. Oh yeah, it is. Um, it is only a like one and a half minute read if you rush. If you're reading this note, I'm sorry. I assume you're in the same situation as me. That smug bastard drugged you and dumped you in these catacombs with only a candle to find your way out. I don't know how many people he's done this to, but there've probably been a lot. He wouldn't spend so much time on it otherwise, would he? <laughs> He told me the catacombs are a maze, and he set traps and deadfalls at every turn. But he promised there's only one safe way out, if I'm lucky enough to guess the correct path. I'm not lucky. 
I'm just an art student here on holiday. <laughs> There's no way I'm getting out alive. But I want someone to. I want revenge. I'm sure you do too, so let's help each other out. I still have my sketchbook and pencils. Before each turn, I'm going to leave them behind for the next person, writing down which way I went. If I survive to another passageway, I'll come back and leave a page like this one. If I don't, then it's up to the next person to carry on and go the opposite direction. Eventually, if we keep leaving breadcrumbs, <laughs> one of us will escape. Get to the police and find that bastard. Do it for those who didn't make it. My name is Jeff. I went left here. Reading the note by candlelight, you feel a glimmer of hope. Until you realize you're reading from the sketchbook itself. Jeff never returned to tear out a page. And you're the first person here since then. You look to your right, where the dark maze awaits. One minute and 44 seconds. <laughs> Good job, Phil. And you, you even took your time. You, like, chewed and some And that of was with words. some, like, belabored dramatic pausing. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, what is interesting about this story that I did not notice when I read it, read it the first time is after the note, the uh, non-italicized narration picks up and it is written in the second person. Yeah. The only mm. stories that you will find written in the second person usually are... For example, text adventure video games, or uh, the only novel I can think of besides a choose-your-own-adventure novel is uh, Bright Lights Big City by... Who wrote Bright Lights Big City? Uh, God. An author. It, it's I, I really loved that book. It's a, a full-size Jay McInerney. Uh, it's a full-length novel from the 80s. Um, that is written in the second person, and it's very good. Uh, it was published in 1984. I recommend reading it if you want. Uh, if you want to read Can a story I... written in an interesting oh. way, go ahead. Oh, I just want to interject because I think it's interesting you say that um, text adventures are written in the second person because that subreddit, Crumbs in the Dark, is the subreddit for the game that they're making based on the story that is a text adventure. Oh, that's awesome. Ah. Yeah. Um, but that subreddit is dead, and the one that's active as of two months ago is CITD. Okay. Uh, that's really interesting. Very interesting, yeah. yeah it, ob obviously, he had text adventures on the mind yeah. with that, as Jeff I think, was yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me about that is... He, they, I should say they. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was actually your um, <laughs> your utterance there uh, made me type this person's username into Google so I can find out if we uh, are aware of their gender preference uh, <laughs> at all. Um, and I will let you know if I find anything. But anyway, the what's interesting about that is these days now, I don't know if... Yeah, four years ago, okay, April of 2014, okay. So Twine existed then and now and makes it incredibly easy to make a text adventure. Literally, if you have a story written, 
you can uh-huh. plug it into Twine and make the choices lead to each other, and it's like very easy to do. You don't need any like prior experience to make and publish a, a website with a text adventure uh, video game on it. Uh, I hesitated there to call it a video game if it's on a website, but it is. The platform is just yeah. the platform is just HTML uh, rather than DOS or Game Boy the two most popular video game platforms before the creation of HTML. <laughs> um, Nick, how did this story strike you? Um, I hope I'm, I'm not alone in this, but I actually really enjoyed it. My first reaction, I was like, uh, I was telling Jeff this before we started recording that um, I had popped this on at work. I, I pulled it up on YouTube and I didn't look at the, the timestamp on it. So I just like put, pulled it up put my screen on lock and then went back to work and then all of a sudden it was over and I was like is that it come on it was just ramping up like I was expecting like all of these breadcrumbs and like this rich history of like this the first thing that I do when when I pulled one of these stories up on on reddit or wherever is I like flick my screen up to scroll (laughs) yes (laughs) and it was like zip and I was like whoa (laughs) yeah Yeah, Um, it's all one screen but I like it (laughs) I feel like if if there were more to this, there's there's a caveat to this that I'll get to, but I like that it doesn't overstay its welcome, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, it's not like spooky, but it it kind of leaves you with a sense of dread just in a few short sentences. Um, and I feel like if it had gone on longer, it may have lost that magic. And my caveat is, I don't think it would lose that magic if it were a text adventure, because I think I would play this. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm going to compare it favorably to the. Um, I think the crowning achievement of the genre of creepypasta, and I don't think that that would be a controversial statement. But uh, I will. I'm going to compare it to Candle Cove. Um, yeah. Which is, I think, the quintessential creepypasta. Uh, despite the fact that it being distributed the way it was and becoming popular in that way was against the uh, intent and wishes of the author. <laughs> but uh, I th- like uh, Chris described that story. Chris Straub, the author of the story, uh, I don't want to presume that we're on a first name basis. He's been on two episodes <laughs> of this show and I'm still like, you know, uh, Mr. Straub. <laughs> Uh, no, he wrote the story and described it uh, as a twist delivery mechanism, that it's less of a narrative piece and more just a way to deliver the twist. And I think that is mm. similar to this one, because um, all you, you like, you know, the title going in, Jeff went left. And so once you're halfway through the story you kind of get an idea uh, of how it's going to go and then you get to the my name is Jeff I went left here and then you get the twist that um, the story is not about the person writing but the person who is reading the note and Mm -hmm. left seems like the safe bet but the author the author of the note Jeff did not return after going left so yeah. you the narrator uh, have to go right where there is what appears to be a dark maze um, and I think that that is really effectively brief um, 
like I have had an idea of like maybe I'll write a text adventure and I just have never done it um because mm-hmm. I'm uh, bad at writing I'm I'm like good I'm I should say I am technically and artistically proficient at crafting a story what i am bad at is sitting down to write <laughs> and so it's harder than it sounds. Yeah. yeah a text adventure requires a lot of writing and so mm. i haven't done it uh i used to make little ones on my graphing calculator back in high school though it was fun to like program by hand because you they had like a little programming language the calculators uh, yeah, so you- I used to do it in Flash, and that was fun. Oh, geez, I tried to learn Flash back in the day, but I, it never stuck. Uh, now I, I know would enough do to be dangerous. In, I would do it in Twine. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe if I wanted to give it some visuals, I could do like uh, uh, I just found this one called Bitsy, which lets you make very uncomplicated games in the vein of Adventure for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. you have like you all all the only controls are arrows and you can make block you can make blocks that won't let you pass npcs that you can that will say a line of text when you talk to them and items that you can pick up and add to your inventory and like that's it um and i guess probably there would be blocks that you could pass if you have a certain item that would take the item away from you that sort of thing um but i yeah yeah i I've thought about it, but it would require writing to create any kind of narrative, and so I haven't done it. Uh, but this sort of makes that brings me that itch again. Phil, how did you feel, do it? How did you feel about the story, Phil? Uh, I, I I liked it. All right, for for uh, the same reasons. Um, I'm a fan of a of of brevity, and I think that this manages to color a. Uh, you know, a, a world that I'm definitely interested in. Uh, you know, may, maybe seeing more of of what's going on here. Who the guy is? Uh, why and why is he so smug? <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's a little unusual. The the like, uh, I'm. It's you get a lot of little f- weird flavor. Um, to it. Um, it's just like enough detail to make you curious. Yeah, you get yeah. the impression. You know that the catacombs are huge because uh-huh. he says he wouldn't have spent so much time on it. You don't know how many people are there. There's, you know, you know that there's traps and booby traps all, all over the place. You know, he's just like sometimes kidnapping people who are just you know, on vacation. But not anonymously, um, because he knows that a, like, Jeff in the story knows that a person kidnapped him, and he, yeah, he, yeah. he dresses him enough as an details. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he knows I, him well enough that he knows that he's smug. You know, yeah. he's at least had a conversation with this guy. Yeah. I get, yeah, and he spent a lot of time on it. Like, how does he know that? I get, yeah. I get the impression that, uh, Jeff is a student from the UK, and this is the story takes place somewhere in Europe. Because uh, I don't think yeah. we really have catacombs in the US, and he says that no, he's here don't. on holiday, uh, which yeah, is another yeah. thing we don't have in the US, is we have vacations instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I'm just going to call the twist now for um, Crumbs in the Dark real fast. I think Jeff is the maniac who set mm. up the catacombs. Mm, yeah, yeah, I hadn't be- even considered that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's an interesting. How does he bet. know so much about this guy? Yeah, left is the way out. 
Yeah. Oh, dude. Yep. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's the only way to do it. If if Jeff is the maniac, then left is the way out, and he, like a good game master, is uh, like crafting his 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 narrative in such a way that the players don't even know they're being railroaded. Yeah. Um, Dude, I just got really excited about this story all over again. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting cuz it gives you a lot to read into. Um like I it's weird cuz when I picture when I try to picture the story in my head, I'm just picturing like uh like one of those first person dungeon crawlers from a long yeah. time ago. Like like a doom not even because that like has wide open spaces. I'm picturing there was, um, more like uh like Shinma. There was Faceball on the Game Boy. I yeah, think that's a little is. bit more. Yeah, uh, they're usually like turn based. Like you push a button to go forward, uh, or maybe even click on the screen to move around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking something like, um, nope, it's gone. It's gone from my head. Uh, <laughs> what, what you're saying is reminding me of Friday the 13th for the NES. Um, is it Friday the 13th? No, the one with Jason. What's Yeah, it's Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah. Don't you play as um, Jason in that game? No, I don't think so. I have it on my Vita right in front of me if you want me to pull you play it up. As, you play as kids who are trying to fight Jason. And when you go into some of the houses that there are, you have to click up and left and... Interesting. Oh, you know, to, to go through these, these houses. Are you sure you're not stuff. thinking of Goonies I'm, 2? <laughs> Uh, uh, I thought that I you played as so. Jason no, in that Goonies too is a side scroller, isn't it? With like a plat, like multiple levels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but there's there's rooms like that that you like go Are from there? one to another. I thought mm. so. Well, I'm sure there's tons of games like that. Yeah, Friday. Just, that the, hold on, Friday the thirteenth. I'm thinking of the one where you see a little side scrolling Jason, and he's like purple and green. Yeah, are you, there are, are thinking of there are also. No, there there are um things. There are segments of that Different game where you're like walking okay. along the street. Yeah. Okay, Wizardry and Etrian Odyssey, those are the types of games I'm thinking of. Legend of go. Grimrock is a very recent one. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly, like, the thing I thought of while reading this story, which uh, probably is, you know, what the author was going for. Hard to tell. <sighs> it's... <laughs> It's so brief, and it, it makes me sad, because I wish there was more to talk about with the story. Um, I know. But there, it's just not really there. Um, I'll be interested to see how Crumbs in the Dark works. Uh, not how it works. I mean, I know how it's going to work. You're going to, like, move around and text stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, let me see. Okay. It's based... It's not being developed by... Interesting... Uh, okay, no, the, the writer of the story is writing the, the game, but it's being developed by different people. Uh, oh, they have mm-hmm. a, a version of it that has, that came out two years ago. Um, is there a beta? Yeah, there's a, a point three a beta. Well, that's an he EXE. He said he's still working on it. EXE file, so I can't really, I'm on Linux on this computer, so I can't look at it. Also, why is it like downloadable if it's a text adventure? You could just make those work in a browser. I guess if you want to do fun, cool things with the text. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Save data. You don't have to do cookies. Yeah. Um, 
Mm, interesting. I hope that this gets made. Um, Me too. Did you, did you guys ever hear about that Hobbit uh, text adventure game from the 80s? No. No. Uh, this game, I talked about it on seeing Reddit, but I'm going to talk about it over here because it's relevant. This game came out in 1982 and was written by, uh, was um, developed by a company called Beam Software for the Sinclair ZX Spectrum computer. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, it, okay, it, it got ported to other systems like Commodore 64 and stuff. Um, and it has an advanced parser called English, spelled with an I at the beginning instead of an E. Um, oh. And instead of using just the, like, verb-noun parser to say things like, like, get rope, you could say things like, ask Gandalf about the curious map, and then take sword and kill troll with it. Whoa, really? And the parser would be able to do that. You could do pronouns and adverbs, like, viciously attack the goblin. Um, what? And also, the world was, um, it progressed in real time, even if the player character is not there. So, like, y you could act- that stresses me out. You could randomly be in the, um, in, in an unwinnable scenario, because- in the programming of the game, Gandalf has gone on, off and fought a dragon and died. Um, it has, it had like advanced enough AI behaviors that that Holy kind of wow. stuff could happen. Um, I'd love to check that out. Yeah, they, I want to play it. I think it's, you can play it on, in like a browser now. Uh, but it's like, um, it's, <laughs> they, the, NPCs are all bound by the same rules as the player, so it can just sort of generate things for them to do, and it will do them. Um, and this is usually cited as one of, not just an early, but one of the very first examples of emergent gameplay, which is the type of stuff that developers make systems that work, and then those systems interact in unexpected ways. Like, for example... Uh, Grand <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. when you... When you uh, are walking around in Grand Theft Auto and suddenly a car out of nowhere crashes into a light pole and then a bunch of other cars crash into it and then the police like get out and start <laughs> shooting at the driver, that kind of thing. <laughs> or like when There's also I can't even think about that without <laughs> cracking up. Like, yeah, uh, it's so <laughs> those fun. kinds of things happening in GTA just rock my world. I love it. Yep. Or like if you uh drag and shout a bear all the way across Skyrim. <laughs> like, you're not, it's not intended for you when you use that for mm -hmm. you to be able to shoot bears to the horizon, but it's a fun <laughs> thing that can happen. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I really want to play this game because of the emergent gameplay. And yeah. I wish, I don't think that anyone will ever, uh, oh, that's the other thing it had a physics system. <laughs> How? Uh, like, for oh. example, <laughs> for example, it, the game would know if you were, like, here, objects can be placed inside of other objects attached together with rope and damaged or broken. If the main character is sitting in a barrel and this barrel is then picked up and thrown through a trapdoor, the player would go through. Um, wow. So you can't type in, like, throw with 20 jewels. It's like, not that specific. Like, yeah, like, um, uh, probably not. Like, you probably can't have Gandalf be like, I'm going to put this much energy into my throw. But you could probably be like, uh, 
ask I want Gandalf, the parabola starting at 32 degrees. Yeah, like, climb, <laughs> climb into barrel, ask Gandalf to pick the barrel up and throw it very hard at the door kind of thing, yeah. I think would be possible in this game. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fascinating, and I think a strong example of, of uh, what text adventures can do and the sort of thing that doesn't exists anymore really in games they did a, a sherlock holmes one and two sequels to this yeah wow oh sorry three sequels uh lord of the rings game one shadows of mordor game two of lord of the rings and then the crack of doom i don't know what that is <laughs> uh maybe that's not a um lord of the rings one. some doom cracks I didn't realize that the phrase Shadow of Mordor, or in this case Shadows of Mordor, was um, a pre-existing phrase before the the like the newer tw- game? 2015 video game Shadow of yeah. Mordor. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I guess it was. Because um, that game came out in, in uh, 1987 and <laughs> says... Uh, that, has, that must be some phrase in the book. Yeah, like, that must be must phrased be. out that like, way in the book somewhere. We live in the Shadow sure. of Mordor. Yeah. Because uh, the newer video game is titled Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. So I guess. Mm, anyway, um, that's. I I wanted to give. Okay, no, Crack of Doom is a Lord of the Rings game. That's a a thing said. In, it's just by the studio? Uh, I, well, I typed in uh, Crack of Doom and it's a song from Return of the King. Um, oh, okay. Oh, huh. So that that one is probably the the last. So they adapted not just The Hobbit, but the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy into video games. Um, people say it's not as good. People say that none of these are as good as The Hobbit. Apparently, um, it's it, that it has a little "by whom" citation mark on Wikipedia. The game is considered "by whom" an improvement over its predecessor, though still not on par with The Hobbit. <laughs> so, Crack of Doom. Sounds like they walked in on Sauron in the bathroom. It's there's a phrase from the game that apparently entered the popular lexicon. Thorin sits down and starts singing about gold. Um, which I guess is a thing that Thor and Oakenshield I've, I've never heard of it either, but then again, I'm not a, a Middle Earth nerd, so, you know. Nah, neither am I. Um, do we have anything else to say about the story Jeff went left? It is Well, most of what brief. we've had to say is about the Lord of the Rings so far. So. I, know. I can talk more about video games if you want me to. <laughs> I don't think that we need to go an hour like we did last week. <laughs> Um, but I, 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 uh, did want to make sure we get it meaty enough. Oh, what's the, let's, let's, let's get into our spookiest parts and see where we land. Phil, what's the spookiest part of this story for you? So, um, I think that the spookiest part is, but this, this was, the spookiest part is now that Jeff is the guy that that the person who wrote this note is the bad, is the dude. Um, but Previous to that, when I was uh, operating on the assumption that Jeff was an actual victim, the spookiest thing to me was definitely that uh, he was an art student on holiday and just got kidnapped. Um, Art is scary. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God, it brings me me right back to my art history class. Um, uh, Yeah. um, That 
freaks me out and makes me never want to travel. <laughs> like yeah. I can't watch Hostel, not because of like the gore, but because <laughs> these kids just get like kidnapped. I can't. Yeah. Uh-huh. That uh that sort of thing is also like like people talk about the descent as being a very scary movie. The scariest part of that movie, like the movie feels it releases all tension as soon as monsters show up. I spend the first like 40 minutes of that movie being like, "Oh, they're going to get stuck in a cave." <laughs> uh, and because it's so much scarier that just something boring and bad would happen to you because you're doing something exciting. Uh, like, I, I don't think that it's being stuck in the catacombs or whatever. It's the getting kidnapped by some guy that's very scary. Yeah, it's like the whole concept is Saw. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, in Saw, I think the traps are still scary. Well, okay. <laughs> well, like, the, the, reverse, the reverse bear me, but... trap is pretty scary. It'll take your face yeah, open. Okay, fair. Fair. <laughs> um, what's the spookiest part for you, Nick? Um, you know... It's hard to say. I I guess maybe um, after it's no, it's no longer italicized in the story and it's in the second person mm. when they it reads reading the note by candlelight you feel a glimmer of hope until and I was like oh god what did, what what did I not <laughs> get from this um, <laughs> it's it's like a, a quick and easy turn until you realize and all of a sudden you have this pit in your stomach. Um, so I don't know if it's scary, but that's definitely the most effective part of the story. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's I I like that turn, and I think that what's interesting about it is it was so effective I didn't notice until we started the episode that it was second person. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like instant. Um, what is? I don't know. It, there's a, a sort of like dark foreboding of the story that is scary to me. Like, I want to know what happened after the turning left. Um, exactly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It just like the the whole unitalicized part is just a lot of dread. It, yeah. Yeah. It it piques my interest as to what the trap could be that maybe got Jeff or yeah. war it's a now bear trap. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, that there we go. <laughs> I don't think a reverse bear um, trap on the ground would be scary. It would just be a bear trap that opened up when you activated it. It's very loud, you know. It's oh yeah, scary. you'd be like, oh, it would be a jump uh, scare, and then you fall into yeah, lava. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fall into a crocodile pit. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. I. It's. It's it's interesting because there's so very little to it. So both of your uh, things were all of the parts that there are. So my spookiest part, <laughs> my spookiest part has to be one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, you know that's it. Let's get into our plugs. Nick, where can the people find you in the places? If you would like to hear my voice, there's a couple places. There's strangerstillshow.com where we talk about science and i try to sound smart sometimes talking about things that i don't understand and sometimes have to google quantum mechanics for kids to understand how <laughs> things work um nice <laughs> <laughs> it's it's education first humor also first and then i have another podcast called limited cell that i do with my dad where we talk about hanna Barbera cartoons from his childhood and eventually we'll get to the ones from my childhood what were some of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons in, like, the 90s before it became Cartoon Network Studios? 
Um, there was a few. At first, it was like, what a cartoon, I believe. Was Dexter's Lab uh, ever, was, like, uh, oh, ever uh, was that ever a Hanna-Barbera? It was, yeah. A lot of the, the cartoons started in like their version of Kablam, I guess. Uh, yeah. Where they would just show like little snippets. Cartoon, cartoon. Uh, Dexter's Lab started there. What's that? Cartoon, cartoon. I think was what that was called. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but Powerpuff Girls came from that. Um, that was Hanna Barbera as well. Uh, Johnny Bravo was Hanna Barbera. Um, oh, there's this more, is a, but I can't. Yeah, think that's of them. right. This is an interesting. Um, tidbit for you uh they're trying to do a hanna-barbera cinematic universe starting with a scooby-doo movie in 2020 it's gonna be awful uh starting with scoob boy on all cats never never announce that you're doing a cinematic universe because the way that you make people excited for a cinematic universe is to just do a little post-credit scene after the first successful good movie that you release <laughs> um yeah, instead yeah. of being like the scooby will return in avengers 2 yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, they also, I don't have the Boomerang streaming service, but apparently there's a new Wacky Races up on there. There is, and I watched a couple episodes, and it's actually pretty good. That's surprising, really? because I know. Uh, Wacky Races is very bad. Um, <laughs> I know. It's a lot better than Wacky Races, I'll tell you that much. Oh, and they've brought back the Hanna-Barbera branding for it. Yep. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So I know what I'm doing the rest of my week. Watch, watching Wacky Races? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, what was it? Wacky Races, and there was a space one, too. Uh, There's a lot of space ones. And then Laugh space Olympics game. was one. There's one that's just like Wacky Races in space, though. Oh. Um, I can't remember what it is. Uh, does know. Wacky Races have Snidely Whiplash or the weird Snidely Whiplash ripoff? Uh, I believe it's Snidely, it's the ripoff. Okay. It's got Dastardly, Dick, Dick Dastardly. Dick Dastardly. And Penelope Pitstop has the, it's the Paul Lind ripoff of Dick Dastardly that is um, Sly Sneakly. Yeah, Sly Sneakly, I think, is who I was thinking of. Cause he has, and he's got the dog, right? He's, Mutt- Muttley? Muttley is Dick Dastardly's dog. And then right. there's another oh. knockoff of, there's like oh, a knockoff really? of, there's, two of, of them? there's a knockoff of Mutt- Muttley and Dick Dastardly. Um, yeah, who are not uh, well. Muttley is ripped off a lot. Actually, Muttley rips off from Precious Pup, which yeah. came before it, but no one ever knew about that. And then um, Muttley. Don't is you have a off. podcast about this stuff? Yeah, it's called Limited Cell. You can check it out at limitedcell.com. <laughs> Sorry. It's just such an interesting topic to like uh, delving back into your childhood. I feel like we could talk about it forever. That's why I wanted to yeah. do the podcast. And some people are like it's not quite for me. I'm like. Trust me, like I've had one guest on the show, and they're like, "I didn't realize how many Hanna Barbera cartoons I knew until I started looking into this." Of course, yeah, we all know all of them because uh, that's all Cartoon Network played until like 2002 when they started yep. making their own shows. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, yeah, it's. <sighs> I'm gonna stop looking at the Dick Dastardly Wikipedia page. Um, oh, cool! Billy <laughs> West, Billy West voices Muttley on the new one. And uh, yeah. ooh, Diedrich Bader oh, wow. as Peter Perfect. That's pretty good. Uh, good casting. Um, yeah. Gosh. Uh, oh, you said Billy West, and I heard Billy Zane. <laughs> very different. It's very That's different. Madness. That would be the craziest <laughs> thing ever. Um. Uh. 
Nick, you should watch the um, Scooby-Doo Batman Brave and the Bold animated film. It's I did. Good. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. Uh, what? I liked it a lot. Oh, you probably don't like Brave and the Bold, do you? Uh, I'd never watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I think enjoyment of that movie is reliant on being uh, missing Brave and the Bold, yeah. uh, which I miss quite a bit. Um, I think I quickly reviewed it on an old episode. Whenever that came out, I watched it and reviewed it really quickly. Yeah. And I can't remember my exact criticism. I just think it was too cluttered or something. Yeah, it's a it's a real mess. I um, yeah. That was the first time I enjoyed Tara Strong as uh, Harley Quinn, though, because I mm. think that she is extremely mismatched to the role in the um the like grim dark video games that she usually does it in, like the Arkham games and Injustice. But this yeah. was like a fun flapper version of Harley, and I thought she was very well matched. <laughs> well matched to yeah. the role. Um. Anyway, that's all there is for you, right? Yeah, <laughs> Phil. Phil, give your give your credentials. Uh, Twitter dot com at kid kid corso. You in any um? You That's in kid any, like uh, the baby goat. K i d. Uh huh. Like the, huh? or the am, baby am human. You in any uh, upcoming children's cartoons? No, no. Um, not not quite yet. Cool. But let us know if you keep, keep those fingers crossed for me, baby. If you book one we'll before, do. if you book something before this uh, show comes out, then uh, you'll have to come back on at some point in the next year I'll while while it actually gets made. And then you can plug it. You like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm on an episode of uh, Dragon Ball Super or whatever. <gasps> oh man, um, can you make that happen, Phil? You'll be my hero. Ah, oh, God, I'll, I'll try my absolute best. Nope, it's over. <laughs> there, there is no more Dragon Ball Super. It's ending. Is it uh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so behind. Yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, they're doing, like, another movie this year. Um, and Well, then, they moved all their animators over. to the movie. I just love that. It may or may not come back. I, I, I love that all of this is ever happened just because of that Maximum the Hormone song. <laughs> like if that song if they didn't make that song none of this would have ever happened which is yeah. amazing amazing to me yeah it's uh yeah. i mean it's also just because akira toriyama really didn't like gt yeah uh, yeah no, he didn't true. like the evolution dragon ball evolution that's oh, what pissed right. him off yeah uh-huh oh, the, sure. the movie yeah. version i forgot the bad american movie awful. I was God, just watching was so a video awful. about uh, Dragon Ball. Like it was a sort of a shout out over- to anybody who worked on it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you helped make a bad movie, but like you're probably good at the thing that you did. Yeah. Like every everyone can do <laughs> everyone can do their best on a movie, and it can still end up being a bad movie. That's no shade against the people who made it. Um, yeah. Love you. I watched a cool video about it. Was like an overview of the first couple arcs of the Dragon Ball manga. Um, yeah, and boy, it's really where where that series went from where it started. There were like a lot of oh, talking yeah. animals, and also I don't know why they decided to uh, romanize her name as Bulma when it's clear her name is Bluma. supposed to be Bloomer, like the pants, because everyone else in her family has pants names, including her son, um, yep. and she expresses embarrassment that her name is Pants. But no, well, I'm pretty like, sure in-, in her first appearance, they put on her shirt in English letters, Bulma, B-U-L-M-A. Yeah. What? Why did you do that? <laughs> Why did you immediately undermine your own pun? <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, uh, Dragon Ball is something I can talk about for hours. Um, but in Dragon Ball Super, I don't know if you've watched all of it, but uh, Bulma and Vegeta have a daughter named Buddha. 
which I is is bra, supposed, to be, supposed bra, to be bra, but yeah. they'll probably call her Bula. Bula, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I remember seeing that on a lot of like DBZ tribute web pages. <laughs> what websites are you going to, Phil? I'm talking about 15 years ago, oh, more sense. more than that. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, you can reach me on Twitter, J3FK, Instagram, and Snapchat, JeffJK. I'm locked on Twitter and Instagram, but just request a follow and you're welcome to. Um, I will look at your page, and if you're not some kind of um, mega chud or whatever, I'll let you on. <laughs> um, if, uh, just, you know, like, it would be cool if you're not someone who's just... Uh, I'll even follow you back if you, like, have posts and are interesting, because a lot of people will, like, their Twitter is just retweets of people who are on the TV show Riverdale or watch the TV show <laughs> Riverdale and then nothing else. And their username is, is like uh, Jughead's girlfriend for 2069. And it's fine <laughs> if you want to follow me. That one's uh, mine. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. I'm not going to follow that account back. Uh, it's fine if you want to follow me, though. Um, although I do follow a bunch of Instagrams that are almost purely for, for expressing fan appreciation of things that I don't know what they are. So, I mean, sure. like, just because I want to follow fans back, but, you know, maybe I'll yeah. unfollow or mute those, but... Maybe not. I don't really care about curating my Instagram experience that much, so it doesn't yep. really matter to me. Go to patreon.com slash jeffjk, and you can get all of the digital rewards for a mere $1 per month, which is not very much money. If you want to give a one-time uh, thing, you can go to coffee, my coffee, ko-fi.com slash jeffjk. Uh, I'm just going to double check that URL right now because I'm not sure if it's jeffjk. Um, no, not ko.fi. That's nothing. God damn it. I meant to type it normal, ko-fi.com slash jeffjk, and you can give me $3 at a time. I mean, you can give me in multiples of $3, so that's fine. Uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes or Google Play or whatever. You can go comment and share the website, weaponizedlanguage.com. I think still reachable by the URL, funtimes.online. Um, yes, uh, I don't know if I ever set up the coolmemes.biz redirect. I'm going to enter that now. Nope, coolmemes.biz was never entered. <laughs> Sorry. Um, maybe I'll go fix that now, but, you know, probably not. Uh, I mainly set that up because I we made a joke about it on Seeing Reddit, and Matt wanted the uh, email address matt at coolmemes.biz, so he, ha <laughs> he, has, he has that. I love it. Uh, oh, speaking of, you can email me, jeff at funtimes.online. Um, that's not the best way to reach me. If you want to reach me, you should probably, um, DM me on Twitter or at me. Um, but like, don't, don't at me. Yeah. Don't, at, <laughs> don't, don't do at it. Me. Bad opinion. Don't at me is a very popular tweet format is the joke there. Um, anyway, that's all for this episode. Um, dark maze the line about the dark maze i already closed the story sorry bye
<laughs> you look to your right where the dark maze awaits. The spooky part is that the episode already ended. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>